up on today's federal newscast. A law to help those who have paid their debt to society. The GAO tells agencies to better track political appointees. And where's that pay raise? You're not the only one who's asking that question. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. I'm Terry Wing. There appears to be strong bipartisan support in both House and Senate for criminal justice reform, reform that removes the barriers to employment for people with a criminal record. The Fair Chance Act prohibits federal employers and contractors from asking about an applicant's criminal history until after an initial offer of employment. Proponents of the legislation say the law would increase access to employment for those who have paid their debt to society which in turn reduces recidivism and strengthens families and communities. Over 70 million Americans, about one in three adults, have criminal histories and are potentially affected by hiring policies that unjustly eliminate them from consideration. It's been a month since President Trump signed the 1.9% retroactive pay raise into law. So you're asking, where is it? Some federal employee groups and some lawmakers are wondering the same thing. National Treasury Employees Union President Tony Reardon says it shouldn't take this long to update the pay tables and implement the raise. NTEU says it hasn't received any response from the Office of Personnel Management about the timing of the pay raise since it asked for an update three weeks ago. Some lawmakers who asked OPM for an update said they haven't heard back either. Nearly 50 House lawmakers are urging Appropriations Committee leadership to include a provision to provide back pay for federal contractors for wages lost as a result of the partial shutdown. Congressman Jerry Conley and Elijah Cummings and D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton wrote a letter to the Appropriations Committee saying federal workers were given back pay and that federal contractors and their families should not be penalized for a shutdown they did nothing to cause. The self-described top privacy and data security enforcement agency claims a long list of accomplishments. More now from Tom Timmon in today's management report. In its latest annual report, the Federal Trade Commission lists everything from shutting down a revenge porn website to stopping deceptive practices on peer-to-peer payment systems. Overzealous collection and marketing of personal information also occupied the FTC. The agency says it took on some large companies like Uber, PayPal, and VTech Electronics, and it warned several companies off of collecting data about children. I'm Tom Temin. The Government Accountability Office says Congress should pass legislation requiring agencies to keep a single, comprehensive source on political appointments. A new GAO study describing agencies' struggles with tracking political appointees and their compliance with ethics programs says agency data tracking the appointments and departures of political officials is inconsistent and scattered across multiple systems and organizations. OPM says the public has an interest in knowing who is serving in the government and making policy decisions. The Office of Management and Budget is putting the finishing touches on its initial guidance to agencies in implementing the new transparency law that will install chief data and evidence officers as well as statistical officials at most large agencies. Jeff Schlegenhoff, OBM's Associate Director for Economic Policy, said the agency expects to release the first piece of its guidance later this spring, focusing on prioritizing cross-office collaboration. During a speech at a bipartisan policy center meeting on Friday, Schlegenhoff said that the new law has marked a significant opportunity to fundamentally change the way that government does business. 
Federal employees can now donate unused annual leave to their colleagues impacted by the November 2018 California wildfires. The option to transfer leave comes after the president declares a major disaster or emergency. This is the fourth time in recent months that OPM and OMB have established the emergency leave transfer program. The other authorizations included Hurricane Michael and Hurricane Florence and a separate authorization for the California wildfires earlier last fall. OPM says employees who need additional leave or have time to donate should contact their agencies and not the OPM. Another FBI official has come over to run the Cyber Threat Center. Aaron Joe is the new director of the Cyber Threat Intelligence Integration Center in the Office of the Director for National Intelligence. Dan Coates, the Director of National Intelligence, appointed Joe last week. She replaces Tana Ugaritz, who served as CTIC's first director since 2015. Joe comes to the center from the FBI, where she was a senior executive over cyber operations, leading the Bureau's strategy in response to various nation-state cyber and cyber-terrorism threats worldwide. She also held assorted leadership positions in the FBI and was a special agent for 22 years. I'm Jason Miller. The Interior Department's Office of Inspector General has found that the National Park Service misused donations from its philanthropic partners to purchase food and drink for its employees' social events and to purchase personal gifts. The IG office said under the law, donations must be treated like appropriated funds and can only be used for official agency purposes. The watchdog office also found the National Park Service failed to report its total donations received over the past few years. A key web service the military uses to transfer sensitive data is back up and running after a several months long outage. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The Army deactivated the Amberdeck Safe website last fall after an unspecified security problem. It was widely used throughout DOD, and in the meantime, personnel were being told to encrypt and burn sensitive files to CDs and send them through the mail as a file-sharing workaround. The site is back up and running now for at least the next six months, but the Defense Information Systems Agency is working on a long-term solution that would retain Amberdeck's capability to send files between DOD and non-DOD users. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And congratulations to Air Force General Todd Walters. President Donald Trump nominated Walters to become the next Supreme Allied Commander of Europe. Walters is currently serving as Commander of U.S. Air Forces Europe. Walters will take over for General Curtis Capparati, who has held the position of Supreme Allied Commander of Europe since 2016. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Or you can subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. Also, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Terry Wing.